Hey hey, my name is Stan and I really love traveling, and I love talking about it even more. So welcome to this episode of the podcast, Traveling with Stan, where I take you on a tour of some of the most exciting cities around the globe. In this episode, I'll be taking you to one of the most visited places in Europe. It's a foodie destination, a mecca for art and architecture lovers, a city that parties well into the night and a laid-back destination to soak up the sun. I'm talking about Barcelona, Spain's second-largest city and the capital of the autonomous region of Catalonia. With its mild Mediterranean climate, laid-back vibe and artistic feel it's no wonder tourists flock here all year long. It's a fun place to visit whether you're going solo, as a couple, or with friends or family. So, hop on board as we get to explore all that Barcelona Barcelona has on offer. In this episode you'll find out why Barcelona is not really in Spain after all. That asking for paella here would lend you in a tourist trap for sure. And what on earth are those people doing climbing on top of each other to form a human tower structure? What has been? A little bit from history. First things first. Barcelona is in Spain. But do not ever dare say that aloud in the city itself. It is actually part of a region that has been striving for independence for decades if not centuries. Catalonia has its own language, history and culture, and many people in Barcelona see themselves as Catalonians, not Spaniards. The city's rich history reaches back all the way to the Romans. You can still see their influence in the way the historical part of the city is built in the form of gridlock streets. Later, it became the most important city of Catalonia before becoming part of the larger domain of Spain. But it never really lost its urge to break away from the control of Madrid. You'll see proud displays of Catalonian spirit in all areas of life in Barcelona but most notably, of course, in its rich cultural history and food. Yes, this is the place to go for excellent tapas, but I'll get to that a bit later. First of all, let's get you there. How to get there. As most people, you'll probably arrive to Barcelona by plane and upon arrival, I suggest you get yourself the Ola Barcelona card straight away. Why? Not only does it give you unlimited travel on public transport for the selected days, but it also covers your metro journey from the airport. See, you'll be needing and using it straight away. Barcelona is a very walkable city, so with the card and a stamina for walking, you'll be able to get yourself around without any hassle. As I mentioned in the intro, Barcelona has a very mild climate thanks to its location in the south of Europe and its proximity to the Mediterranean Sea. This makes it a great place to visit all year round, except for August. Why? Because you'll be the only one there along with hordes of tourists. All the local venues will be closed and so food-wise you'll have to content yourself with the tourist trap places, which means you'll be missing out big time. So, plan your travel accordingly. Do not miss. There's one thing that Barcelona is famous for apart from food and that is its amazing and unique architecture. Think of one name, Gaudi. From his magnificent, yet never finished cathedral, through casas with intricate, fairy-like facades to the dreamy Park Güell. Follow in the footsteps of the revolutionary artist who was inspired by nature and who dreamt and built landscapes in Barcelona unlike anything you've ever seen. The Sagrada Familia, one of Gaudi's most famous constructions and the largest unfinished church in Europe, is a sight not to be missed. It would be actually hard to do so, as its twisty spired towers stretch way up above the rooftops making it visible from all over the city. But don't just admire it from afar, 
or from the outside. Get yourself a ticket, preferably online and in advance and enter the enchanted interior of a church that is more like a forest temple. The ticket will also give you access to the church museum which used to be Gotti's workshop, and it's an excellent opportunity to get a peek into the artist's genius loci. Fancy more of Gotti's artistic flair? Hop on the metro's green line or get a bus and get yourself to Park Guell. There, an enchanted area of twisted buildings, whimsical spires and stone lizards awaits you. It's also a wonderful vantage point to enjoy a great view of the city. While you can enjoy its perimeter free of charge, to see the real gems, you'll need a ticket. Again, best bought online and in advance, it will also grant you access to the pink house where Gaudi used to live for some time. If you still haven't had enough of Gaudi for the day, you can stroll around the city to see how many buildings with his signature style you can find. My personal favorite ones are Casamila, or the more recently opened Casa Vicens. From wavy colorful structures to medieval alleys and quaint cathedrals, Barcelona has it all. All you need is to make your way to the Gothic Quarter, and you'll soon find yourself transported in time. The oldest part of the town hasn't lost its charm, despite being heavily targeted by tourists any time of the year. To get a real feel of the place, stay away from the main streets and sites recommended by guides. Just wander around its quaint little streets, admire the artisan shops, and soak up the atmosphere. If you're an art lover, you'll find the Picasso Museum also located here. While it may not have his most famous works on display, it is still a nice place to visit to admire some of his lesser-known and earlier works. It is situated in a gorgeous castle-like setting. To see more interesting art, you might want to check out Miro's Museum located a little way out of town on the hill called Montjuic. Or there's MNAC, the National Art Museum of Catalonia, which will give you a solid overview of local Catalan artists. It's also located at Montjuic in the impressive National Palace building. More of a sports fan than an art lover? Yeah, I hear you. After all, we are in the temple of European soccer and former home to football stars like Messi or Neymar. The FC Barcelona Stadium is a must for any football lover even if you're not able to come here on a match day. Chances that you would find tickets for one are anyhow slim, but you may want to give it a shot as you never know if the annual ticket holders will actually show up. Still, even on non-match days, it's a pretty cool place to tour as part of the Camp Nou experience, which includes the entrance to the museum and a tour of the stadium. Once you've satisfied your artistic sporty or historical cravings, it's time to hit the city's most bustling area, La Rambla. A busy artery that slices through the heart of the city and spills onto the beach, it calls for a stroll and a lazy afternoon drinking coffee while people watching the swarming city around you, then follow on further onto the beach, called Barcelonita. Not used much by locals for swimming it's a place to soak up the sun, enjoy a few cocktails and pass the afternoon away before hitting the foodie night scene. Fun Fact before we dive into the culinary wonders of Barcelona, I have a fun fact for you, or more of a fun thing to witness if you manage to come across it. I'm talking about the old Catalan tradition of castells. Sounds like a castle? Well, it kind of is. Except these are human towers of 40 and more people who climb on top of each other to create a tower or castle-like structure. Now, if that sounds a little crazy, then just wait for the cherry on top, or more like a kid on top, who climbs this structure of body mass to wave a flag at its top. Yeah, I know, hard to believe, so definitely, has to be seen. They happen throughout the year all over the city so keep your eyes peeled, you just might be able to see one. Try this! I'm finally getting to the tasty part of this podcast and when it comes to Barcelona it is as yummy as it gets. No paellas here, 
That's a food that Spain is known for. But as we both already know, this is Catalonia. So, what makes the food scene here so special? Well, everything. From amazing tapas in local bodegas, through Michelin-starred restaurants to opulent food markets, you will never go hungry. That is, unless you try to eat locally in August or on a Sunday or have dinner before 9 p.m. But, safe from that, Barcelona will keep you filled, satisfied, and craving for more. Where to go for the best? As with any touristy town, the busiest and most popular tourist spots are either tourist traps or not that authentic. To get the real deal, venture out into the smaller streets and alleys and listen out for locals. For example, you can eat really well in the neighborhood of Barcelonita, but not directly at the beach itself, rather in the neighborhood streets. As for what you should try, definitely the king of all appetizers, or as the Spanish like to see them, a pre-dinner snack, the tapas. These are essentially various hot or cold small dishes of various local delicacies. With Barcelona being by the sea, here they are mostly created with seafood, of course. Although the most popular tapas dish in Barcelona is bamba, a delicious meat-filled croquette, followed by montaditos, which are essentially small sandwiches topped with some pretty amazing stuff. Barcelona is also known for its food markets. And while the most popular one, La Boqueria, is a bit of a hit or miss, you can still experience an authentic local atmosphere here. Just be sure to venture deep into its bustling lanes all the way to the end. And come early. However, almost every neighborhood has its own little or bigger market and they all make for an amazing experience. So maybe give the less popular one a try too and stock up on Jaman, Turin, Cava, or some local cheese. Act like a local. In a city so popular and overrun by tourists it may seem a bit of a challenge to find some hidden gems. But that is, fortunately, a misconception. Barcelona has a lot to offer even to the seasoned traveler. For example, there's the Raval neighborhood. While maybe not exactly everyone's cup of tea and not the safest part of town, it's still a pretty interesting place to visit if you're at least a little bit street savvy. What used to be a sketchy part of town is quickly becoming a colorful and lively neighborhood with some cool food and shopping options. On a slightly different side of the scale is the Izample neighborhood. With its modernist architecture and a residential feel it is considered by many to be the real Barcelona. And, as almost everywhere in this city, there are plenty great bars and restaurants to try out, mainly frequented by locals. But if you're looking for an altogether different vibe than the cosmopolitan buzz of the heart of Barcelona, then head out to Gracia. Bordering the popular Park Güell, Gracia lets you escape the masses and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere and village-like vibe. After all it used to be a separate village in the past and it still keeps its down-to-earth charm with small shops and boutiques and cafes on cute little squares. But as many other places in Barcelona, it all comes alive mainly after the sun goes down. So be sure to stick around for a fun night out. This is a true city for night owls. Is Barcelona touristy? Absolutely. Is it a place worth visiting? You bet. And I hope you found some handy tips on how to make the best of your trip to this amazing city in this episode. And sorry for my terrible Spanish and Catalan pronunciation. As you can hear, I am far from being a native speaker. You can find all the information from this episode at travelingwithstan.com, where you can also find other podcasts from our series. If you like this one, don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss out on the next episodes. We are on the socials as well. And and if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review or rate us on Spotify. It means the world to us. Pun intended.